When the morning falls on the farthest hill, I will sing His name. I will praise Him still. When the trials come and my heart is filled with the weight of doubt, I will praise Him still. For the Lord our God, He is strong. From the arms of death, from the deepest grave, and He gave us life in His perfect will, and by His good grace, I will praise Him. Good morning, Meadowview, or good afternoon, depending on when you're watching this. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, over the last couple of days about who's essential and who's non-essential. But just know for a fact that you are essential to this body of believers. And so uh, we just want to go over some prayer uh, requests with you. And uh, this week we are praying for the Houghton family, uh, our missionaries to the deaf in Mexico. So just keep them in your prayers this week, as well as Bobby and Wayne Hebelwaite. They are our members we're praying for this week. And uh, again, I miss you guys. I love you. I wish that I was staring out at all of your faces right now. And I know I usually make comments about your smiling faces, but I can't see them right now. <laughs> so, uh, with that, let's open in prayer. Lord, we just come to you now. Uh, just, just thankful for technology right now. Mm. Thankful that uh, we might not be together in person, but along with your spirit, we are together in spirit. Amen. And Lord, I just... Ask your blessing on this time, on these songs of worship, Lord, that we can just lift, no matter where we are, lift up our voices and sing along and just give you praise. And Lord, I just, uh, just want to lift up the Houghtons right now, Lord, and just the work that they're doing and understanding that, that really, no matter where you're at right now, uh, just life is different. Yeah. And, it, it, it's, and, and they are no exception. And Lord, I just pray that that, uh, that you would just bless their work and just the, uh, e even just uh, the difficulties that, that uh, it is to even just have a ministry to the deaf and, uh, and, and also just, just for their health and, and uh, that you would just uh, keep your hand of protection over them. I pray for Bobby and Wayne and uh, the same for them, Lord, that, that you would just uh, that grant them health, that they would stay healthy and and uh, that, that we would even just throughout this week reach out to them and, and let them know that we miss them and love them. And uh, again, I just ask your blessing as Pastor Josh gets ready to come and open the word and uh, just presents you to us through this broadcast. Mm -hmm. And Lord, again, we just love you. We thank you for Jesus and everything that he's done for us on the cross and for just the grace and mercy that can only come from you. It's your name we pray. Amen. mountain top looking just how far we come knowing that for every step
Welcome. Out of you, we certainly miss having you here in the room uh, singing together uh, these incredible songs that just remind us of the faithfulness of our God. And that though we are often faithless and we fear, we worry, we sin, we doubt, He remains faithful to us. And uh, I want to give you a couple of things to think about uh, this morning. Uh, first of all, uh, we're gearing up to be forward in our outreach. That's our focus for this year, uh, being forward. And uh, there's going to be some growing needs in our community over the next uh, couple of weeks and certainly over the next couple of months. And we're trying to do our part to be ready to help with those needs. Uh, you have plenty of information in your emails. I put out some videos of just some of the things we're going to try to do to help our senior citizens in our community and uh, then also prepare or better prepare for those who are going to need assistance with uh, utilities uh, along with rent and some of those things that are going to be coming up in the months. We're, we're putting together a really good coalition of churches and nonprofits right now that are uh, trying to fill in the gaps of the needs that we're going to see. So we want to move forward in our outreach. We also want to challenge you again, move forward in your fellowship. Uh, we need to be engaged in each other's lives. Who have you contacted this week? Uh, phone calls, email, text, reach out. Uh, Pray for each other. Pray with each other. Do whatever you need to do to make contact with one another uh, so that we can continue to grow in our fellowship and how sweet it will be when we're all gathered back together in this room and uh, we can see each other face to face after we've had those many conversations and spent that time in prayer. The third thing I want to challenge you to move forward in is this, in your spiritual growth. A lot of you have extra time now. Uh, you've got time to do those things that you said you didn't have time to do, like read scripture, uh, pray. Uh, you may have a particular uh, topic or something you've been trying to study, somewhere you've been trying to grow. Uh, get a book on that. Take the time to read, study, grow. I just challenge you over these next few weeks, while we're not able to meet, uh, grow in your relationship with Christ. Use that opportunity to grow deeper. If you're interested in uh, getting a book, you just don't know what to get, Text me, email me. I'll give you some great suggestions of some things that will challenge you. I just want to say this as well. Thank you for your encouragement to me uh, over the last week uh, after posting our first online uh, service. This situation is sometimes awkward, uh, but your encouragement over the last week uh, really, really did help uh, in, in navigating through what we're navigating through. It was a tremendous blessing. And the reality is... Um, this awkward situation is our new normal, at least for the next few weeks. And uh, so we're going to continue to try to grow this uh, the best we can and do better at communicating with you. Um, this week, um, you're, you're going to uh, be watching a discussion uh, that I had with my good friend and fellow pastor, Nathan Bealey, pastors Emmanuel Baptist Church in Nixa. And he came in earlier today, and, and uh, we had discussed the, the possibility of just having this discussion uh, to really drive home what we talked about here last week from James 1. You're going you're gonna to find some great application and some practical steps to help you as you face this particular trial. And so I'm excited that you're going to get to hear 
our discussion. At the end of that, there's a challenge that you're going to be issued, and I encourage you to spend uh, that time with your, your family or those who are there with you or pick up the phone and call a friend and uh, further that discussion in what it means to walk through this trial, uh, counting it all joy. Thank you. I love you all, and God bless you. All right, so welcome to our first official um, upload of Illuminated Crosstalk. Illuminated. I'm going to do my best to uh, introduce my, my partner in crime here. This is Joshua Matthews. He has pastored Meadowview Baptist Church in Republic, Missouri for almost as long as I can remember, but not quite. Um, and, uh, ever since he, we were young and ever had since, hair. Yeah, when we were young and had hair. That's right. And then uh, he's also a um, counselor licensed through the ACBC and uh, does per, uh, Nuthetic Counseling, Biblical Counseling, and is a graduate of Baptist Bible College as well as the Baptist Bible College Graduate School of Theology. Wow. So, yeah. That's a lot, man. You sound impressive. I do sound impressive. <laughs> Don't look at anything else. This is uh, my my good friend, uh, Nathan Beal. Uh, many of you at Meadowview who are going to watch this, uh, you, you know him. Him and his uh, wife and family have come to some of our events and been a part of some of those things. And uh, he pastors Emmanuel Baptist Church uh, south of Nixa and north of Highlandville in no man's land. Pretty much. Right on the Finley, right on the Finley River right there. So. Yeah. It sounds uh, it sounds picturesque when you say it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's pastored there. How many years have you been there? Uh, I've been there since '99 and pastor since 2005. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've kind of grown up in the ministry together, and I think that's why our friendship's been great. We were just joking with each other that. Uh, we, we don't have a lot in common just with our personalities. He loves doing this right now. I do not love doing this Well, right to now. clarify, I don't like being on video or hearing my voice. Okay. But I like the spontaneity of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that's it. I, I like script, and yeah, that's, that's how I roll. But <clears throat> anyway... Uh, he had the idea of getting together um, and just talking through um, some topics, maybe that would be a little more engaging for our uh, churches this coming Sunday, and uh, he introduced a couple of options to me, and one of them really just uh, jumped out at me, and so I'm going to let him introduce uh, just the, the topic, why it came to his mind, and then we're going to spend some time just discussing and uh, walking through that content and think through some scripture. Hopefully it'll be a very edifying experience for, for everybody who watches in light of what's going on. So Nathan, just kind of introduce us to what you... you Sure. So uh, we are all dealing, I mean, globally, it's probably the first global thing we've ever really tackled like this with the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic, uh, missionaries on the field dealing with it. And so um, it, it, it would be a wasted opportunity not to think about it in light of the Christian life specifically. Um, as believers, uh, what's going on with this? Um, what are God's intentions with it? And so the illustration uh, we're going to start with here is that this is kind of like a plow. And COVID-19 is plowing through our world. And it's turning up the things that once were buried and bringing them up to the top like a good plow does. Mm -hmm. And so we're discovering things that were there, but we might not have known they were there had it not been for this you know, opportunity, this, this challenge, crisis, however you want to look at it. And so uh, we're finding, we're unearthing some things, particularly in our culture, 
about our economy, about our business infrastructure. I mean, it, it's telling us a lot about our society in general, yeah. but it's telling us a lot as individuals about what's really going on in here. Right. So how would you flesh that out from a, a biblical theology perspective? If that's the illustration, does it capture something the Bible describes as a normal part of the Christian life? Yeah, a couple of verses that came to my mind as you introduced that, that, that I gravitated towards was just in the Gospels where Jesus says it's, it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks and that the heart is something that is below the surface and the heart is something that God in his grace is constantly working to expose in us and he uses trials and the tribulations, particularly he's using COVID-19 to, to unearth some of those things so that we can see him. I thought of Proverbs uh, 4.23, that to, to guard your heart or keep it with all vigilance. Okay. Because out of it flow the issues of life. And that it is God's grace that we get to see that. And I, I wanted to make a particular connection to the Meadowview family. Um, because we, we cover James 1 and that these trials, they come with a purpose. We know, it says in James 1, that, that God intends to use this to, to stretch our faith, to create endurance, that steadfastness, okay. steadfastness leads to maturity. And uh, so that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. When, whether it's a, a global pandemic or a family that's going through a, a, a messy divorce, um, somebody that's sick, whatever, that we can recognize that our sovereign God who, who is good, who loves us, is trying to show us some things about ourselves that oftentimes are not so pretty. And that's counted, uh, is it counted nothing but joy? Count it pure joy is yeah. what he says. And that is because, so there has to be something, some deeper desire than a desire for health, a deeper desire yeah. for, uh, than money or success. You really have to have a desire to become like Christ. Otherwise, you can't count it joy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a it's just a waste. Yeah. There goes my four hundred one k. Sure. There goes my opportunity to socialize. Yeah. Yeah. There's something far bigger than any of this, and that is the goal of restoration to be who we were created to be with our Creator. Okay. In in eternal joy, which that in and of itself would be a, a great topic. To, <laughs> what does that even mean? Right. Uh, but. For us, we recognize that it's character development, that God is intending to develop our character. So, so let me bounce it back to you, because you thought of the topic. What are some of the things that you are seeing? What are some of the things that, that are being unearthed in our culture? You can speak to your own life, people you know, or yeah, just, just generally that you feel... God's showing us this, and, and this is something we need to change. Could be good, bad. Yeah. Uh, so I would say, uh, you know, a couple things come to mind with this, and maybe we can bounce back and forth on it so mm -hmm. people don't get bored with one person talking. But um, We'll never get bored of you talking. Yeah. So um, one thing that immediately comes to mind is the um, modern sense of security in our power. Yeah. Um, modern sense of security in our wealth. Uh, we've invested massive amounts of our hope and our trust in things that we were just shown um, really mean absolutely nothing. Right. 
So I think uh, cultural-wide and God's people should know this, but we don't always live like it. Um, you really can't live beyond today. You can't invest too much of yourself in anything apart from God's providence. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think it's a good wake-up call, possibly a good opportunity for evangelism mm -hmm. um, in the sense that uh, whether we get through this or not, this is certainly not the, the worst pandemic that's going to come. The Bible speaks of famines and sure. pestilences and, and things that are going to wipe out massive yeah. numbers of people. Yeah. Um, so in light of those impending judgments, um, where ought our hope to be? Yeah, and I think it's exposing that. Yeah, I, I thought of you know, is it James four? You know, go to now. You, you say, say yeah. you're going to go do business. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the idea that you know we're not promised, and I think this has certainly unearthed that in me. I've come to expect the comforts and the norms of going to the store, and you know, just living the life. Right, and then you do have that ripped out from under you. It does bring perspective. Yeah. Wow, how about you? Well, I've got I've got far a simpler thought as as per our personalities. Um, I, I just what everybody notes and what everybody's talking about. You know, this is one of those situations that you know, fear, fear, anxiety, yeah. worry, all those together. Just that that combination. You know, when things are smooth. We don't tend to deal with that, but but all of a sudden this has so many people worked up. Well, they're not worked up because, go back to what we talked about, they're not worked up just simply because um, the situation that's come. They're worked up because there was fear and anger or fear and worry and anxiety in, in their hearts already. Right. And God's in his grace bringing this trial to help them to see it. To, to repent of it, to, to grow in faith, and, and to move forward in maturity. Um, and so I think it's very important that we help people understand, you know, that as well. And I like uh, that you brought up repentance because clearly we're being shown this so that we can repent of it. Sure. Um, something like fear, um, you know, I think about John the Baptist. They come to him, what should we do? You know, you who have two cloaks, share with the one who has right. has none, right? Uh, tax collectors, don't don't take more than what you're supposed to. Soldiers, don't oppress people. Concrete repentance. Yeah. What what is it? What do you think it would look like for people who are anxious and fearful um, to repent? Uh, what are some concrete things that that might look like in their life? Because it. It's so emotional. Sure. Right. So what, and, what would and be... Natural. What, and natural. Yeah, natural is a great word for it. What, what would some ways be that people could maybe actively repent of fear? Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, it just comes to mind what I've seen some of our own church members doing just on social media. Um, the ones that I know would maybe tend to be overwhelmed, they're making it a point to, to post... And this is something very simple, but they're making a point to post scripture verses, okay, as a, just an expression of their faith. Like today, I saw one Joshua one nine. You know, be strong, courageous. Yeah, um, because our trust isn't in us; it's it's always in Yahweh. And so, I just just that action of not not sitting there because worry. I love the illustration of the rocking chair. You know, you you just you're just going back and forth, and you're going nowhere, and you're expending all this energy. 
Um, but they're they're putting that off and replacing it with something that's active and, okay. and taking a step forward in that prayer um, is is key. Not just a prayer of repentance. There's a prayer of repentance that has to happen when that worry overcomes. But just praying with other people and and praying, recognizing God's God's control, His goodness, and um, th- those are just a couple of of practical things that I, I would see happening in a person's life at that point. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? You got anything you can add to that? Because I, I do think like fear, worry, that's that's probably one of the biggest things we're going to see, we've seen already. W- what about even speaking to your uh, previous comment about just the the changes that we're experiencing and that it's unearthing in us, those kinds of things? So. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the other things that I think we're being faced with here, at least I'm being faced with, maybe this is personal, is... Um, you may have more time on your hands or your life may be, um, your daily routines and schedules may be, may be changing. Um, so as a result of that, um, you, may have, uh, you may have more time or you may have time to use in different ways than what you had. Yes. And so I think one of the things that this is unearthing in us is um, what our priorities are. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I I am a busy person and involved in lots of things. And so it's pretty easy for me to say, you know, as an excuse, well, I'd love to do that, but I'm busy. Yep. And so now I don't have massive more amounts of time because the way this has impacted me is a little bit different than, than other people, just in terms of my own job and, and different things. But I think I do have more time in some ways. And so I've realized that there's some things that now that I have some time, I'm doing. And that's been great. You know, I've enjoyed doing those things. You're writing that book, right? I'm writing that book. Yeah, I started a blog, you know. And I did so, see that. Yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, so I'm enjoying those things. But there's been a lot of things that I, I still haven't done even though I have the time for them. And so it's showing me that they really weren't that important in the first place to me, and uh, and maybe they should be. So like a real simple example, that would be, I I still haven't organized my email list for work, and I'm pretty much working from home now. (laughs) There's there's zero reason for me not to have a very organized... I wouldn't say zero. You do have a few kids, right? Yeah, I do have a few kids, but... But, you know, some reasons. It's so far down on my priority list right, <laughs> right. now, you know, right. I mean, um, so uh, that, that has to do with, you know, my own organization at work, which isn't unimportant, but, right. uh, but spiritually speaking, you know, I mean, so we talk about prayer. We'd all love to pray more, would we? Yeah. You know, we, yeah, we talk now, about, I'd love to have time to read point. my Bible. You know, well, Netflix has to slow down, has to reduce the quality of their broadcast because so many people are watching it. So we're, we're, what are all the believers doing with this time? You know, are we, are, we, are we doing the things that we always said we wish we could do better? Or are we just doing more of the things that we were doing before that really shouldn't be that high a priority? Man, that's great. So... Yeah, you just, I mean, I think of sins that I struggle with that I always, in my mind, say, 
I need to I need to deal with that at some point. I need to study. I need to look at some scripture. I need to to just dig deeper. Yeah. Uh, you know, people that say I want to be a better spouse or want to be a better parent. Well, now, <laughs> now your kids aren't going to school. That's uh, right. And and yeah, the oh, that's yeah, that's very good. That yeah. is very very good. And I think that will be very individual across <clears throat> sure. across all of us. You know, so I, I think it's a good opportunity to to stop and say. Um, we're to redeem the time. Mm-hmm. This is a unique time. Very much so. Let's not waste this God-given opportunity. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I have enjoyed, um, I've just had some interaction where, um, because things have slowed down. There's no extracurricular sports right now. There's no school activities. And families are, are you know, eating dinner together. And right. those, those priorities that were really low are now kind of the norm. And... And I do hope that some of the good that comes from that will be a, a, a reshifting of some of those things for our families, so particularly. Yeah. And uh, even even for us in priority, if I if I am faithful to read scripture and and pray for the next however many more days of quarantine and stay at home, yeah. we're going to have at the end of this when things go back to normal. Um, I'll see the benefit of that. Absolutely. And I'll want that to be a regular part of my, my routine. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, I just, for me, I had, I had one other thing that, that I think it unearths in us. and Well, a couple other things to a degree. Anger would be one. Pretty simply, for me, that's just um, our plans are getting disrupted. Okay. You know, and I can get angry about that. Okay. And my anger... Uh, I can direct that towards, you know, whoever ruined my plans, the government, whatever. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I have to trust God with that. And so for those who, um, I, I just think of some that are very disappointed, and, and I think disappointed is another, you know, just euphemistic word for anger most okay. of the time. Okay, all right. Um, because I, I, I feel bad for our seniors in high school that had all these things laid out for them. Right. And, and I remember my senior year, and man, I had it stacked. I didn't have hardly any hard classes my last semester. It was just going to be, it was going to be fun and enjoying my yeah. friends for the last couple of months. And, and that's all just been ripped out from under them. And um, trusting God's sovereign hand in that mm. is, is not easy. Yeah, but it's what we must do. It's that that recognizing he has a bigger plan. He's showing me this anger. He's revealing things in my life so that I can grow and change. And the other is just selfishness. I, I you know, we you go to the store and you see that everything's wiped out, and and ultimately that if that goes back to selfishness. There's no need in regular life that that happens, and we know. Right. You know, if you just understand basic logic, that shouldn't be like that. Right. But people are hoarding. Um, my grandpa's 80, 85 years old, and somebody stole toilet paper out of his card at the grocery oh, my store. Oh, goodness. In Oklahoma. And I, uh, when my mom told me that, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I hope they really, really needed it, but you know that. <laughs> but even if they did. <laughs> an 85-year-old man, you know, yeah. you just, it, it's just, well, it's not necess- it's heartbreaking but it also to me just solidifies the truth of scripture that 
that sin is who we are at our core as humans, the depravity of man. And so it gives credence to the need for the gospel of Christ to change, transform lives, all of those things. And so there's a lot of things that we can learn from, from the present circumstances. What about good? So this, this also unearths some good and gives us opportunities. So hit, hit on that for a little bit because I want to hear what you say. Yeah, um, so um, we've, we've kind of touched on several things, but... Uh, um, going camping tonight with my family, you know, I think that's, uh, <laughs> we're just driving the camper down to my parents' house where there's a toilet handy and they live down in, in, the, in Highlandville. And so, yeah, you know, so we're just doing an easy camping thing, but Fun. something for the kids to do. I think, uh, family walks. So, so I think we're, yeah. we are, have an opportunity here to see that. I've seen some good, uh, I agree with you on the depravity of man, but I've also enjoyed seeing people helping each other yes. and doing good for each other. Yes. In the church, I've uh, one of the goods that I've seen is a genuine, um, a genuine longing for that face-to-face fellowship. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we've, uh, we've appreciated before how much physical presence Right. Uh, until you're separated from someone you love, even if you can Skype or whatever it is, it's, you know, our missionaries on the field, we have so much more communication than we used to, but still um, one of our, our dear missionaries in Brazil uh, was in the hospital about a month ago with surgery, maybe two months ago with surgery, and was on Facebook Messenger with his wife. And, you know, we, we just wanted to be there. Sure. Like, we were talking, right. we were communicating, but... To be there is different. I mean, we wish we could have sat with her in the hospital. And, you know, and so... Ministry of presence. Yeah, presence. And uh, I think we're all experiencing that. um, Maybe we took that for granted a little bit. You know, you can't help taking things for granted in in a sense. Sure. Um, But God brings these things to help us realize how, how precious they are. So, Absolutely. Uh, those are some of the goods that I've seen. I've seen some, some good in my life where I've been able to, um, you know, reevaluate those priorities. Right. And uh, I've been to a lot fewer meetings and come to the conclusion that most meetings just don't need to happen. You didn't know that already? I, I knew it, but now I can prove it. <laughs> now I've got evidence to say, I don't need to be there. Yeah, yeah. We, we've done this without a meeting, and it worked fine. Yeah, yeah. So for, for work, that was very valuable. And but everybody can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, so those are some of the goods I've seen. How about, how yeah. about you? Well, this is good. I was just sitting here thinking, man, yeah, this it's created a unique We haven't done this before. I've talked to a lot of other pastors that I haven't talked to in a while through this just uh, because it is so unique there's, yeah. there's been good in that and and just seeing the church be the body of Christ in the community and seeing and that's that's churches as a whole who are stepping up to meet needs but it's just the individual followers of Jesus that are sharing toilet paper instead of stealing toilet paper right. they're they're doing whatever they can to strive to meet meet the needs of their neighbors and uh, that's what we're supposed to do and I think this is such an incredible opportunity right for our our country particularly to see the value of the followers of Jesus in their community and do you my my take on this is that at the moment you can be a good-hearted secularist and using logic say the food supply chain hasn't been interrupted. The toilet paper stocks are going to come back to normal in a couple weeks. I hope. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> um, 
So there's going to, there, there can be a logical, kind-hearted secularist who can be gracious at this time. Absolutely. As it goes on, and the sacrifice becomes more acute, I would hope that that sacrifice is borne more joyously and consistently by believers yes. than the kind-hearted secularists. Would you would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. And I was thinking of that earlier because you know I talk about the depravity of man. God, there is common grace, and, right. and there are people who do not follow Jesus. They people that would even claim they do not believe in God that are kind mm -hmm. and they are gracious and some of them are at the forefront of many of the 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 foundations and charities that exist and they're doing incredible work and i thank god for them yeah um and and, and but that's no excuse yeah for the church and the church should show i, I agree with that greater sacrifice yeah. deeper cut um because of the one we follow. Yeah. Because of the one who sacrificed all he had for us. Um, it's a great opportunity to show that. So so one one more question for you. Um, I don't know how long this has been. They may all they may of, edit they all may of it out. Sleep. I don't yeah. know everybody who's asleep on the couch now. Um, walk walk us through maybe if, if some passages come to your mind, great. Just how how change works then. So for us, we see the we see the sin. We see my my fear. We see my misplaced priority. Um, how do I grow from that? Yeah, um, it's right in front of my face. It's ugly. What does Jesus offer? Yeah, that's great. So first, he offers forgiveness. Amen. Um, and I think that's the first thing we need to go to. Uh, we acknowledge him in the you know tradition of Psalm 51. You know, uh, I've been ignoring these things. Your spirit has brought them to my attention. You know, as David is faced with his sin through the through the prophet. Yeah. And uh, against thee and thee only have I sinned. So we we acknowledge that this is an affront to God. Our boasting in tomorrow is an affront to God. Our lack of faith, our fear, is an affront to God. Um, our ingratitude is an affront to God. It's all denying his goodness toward his children. Well um, said. So, so Lord, we, we repent of that. Please, please wipe our sins away. And we, we know that he does, um, he's faithful not only to forgive us, but to cleanse us from that sin. So I think the cleansing then looks like... Um, taking those specific steps to turn away from where we were before, um, before I check what my 401k looks like. I need to acknowledge that I have an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled. Maybe I need to say I'm not going to check my 401k for a week. Yeah. I'm not going to live in the daily up and down of what the stock market's right. doing. So if that's your thing, if that's your fear, yeah. you it's know not mine. I mean? Yeah, it's not mine either. I don't have anything in there. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I do, I, find, I do have a retirement account. It never even occurred to me to, to check it because I, I, I just assumed the world was going to go to pot before I, before I retired. <laughs> so, um, good. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I think looking at those daily changes in our habits to say, okay, here's what was driving me before, uh, what needs to drive me moving forward in, in each of those categories that we talked about. Yep. And um, changing your routine is hard. So if it was one of those priorities we talked about, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's make a list and 
put your priorities at the top mm-hmm. and do those first yeah. and get to the rest of the things later. So practical change comes with practical decision-making and, and a reshaping of your thinking. Yeah. So heart, mind, hands, you know, Very I good. think that's a, a great way. Yeah. yeah. You got, and I'd be happy to hear, hear you jump in on that a little well, bit Well, I just, the, the passage that comes to my mind, and I'd already had it jotted down just as we were thinking through this, well, I was, you just jumped right in this conversation. You haven't even thought hey, about it's been this. It's been going around. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians 4, you know, we have to put off, we have to renew our mind, we have to put on. And so recognizing everything you just said, there's there's a process that we have in this. And uh, it's the Word of God that renews our mind. Um, so, so recognizing here's what needs to go, here's what would replace that. What would replace... Uh, a misplaced priority, what needs to be above this thing, and, and recognizing, and then looking to the truth of Scripture to make sure that that's exactly what Christ would want you to focus on in that moment. Yeah, so you're saying your heart doesn't like a vacuum, so you can't just get rid of something yeah. without putting it there. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, It, it would be great good. if I that's could really just good. say, I don't want to be angry about you know, my constantly changing plans right now. I mean, I wanted to be preaching Galatians chapter 2 this week. You know, yeah. that was my plan. And I can't just say, I don't want to be angry about that anymore and, and leave it at that because I love the illustration in the Gospels where if you kick a demon out and clean the house um, and that's it, then he's going to get all of his buddies and they're going to come back and it's going <laughs> to be space now, guys. First. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And so we have to, I have to replace that anger with a trust in the goodness of God. That's good. Um, and recognition of, of his plan. And so that's a great, great question. And so, but yeah, Ephesians 4 is a passage that just seems to me to simply help us think through, put off, put on, renew the mind. I think that's 21. 22, 23, somewhere in that range um, of verses. But um, you got anything else? I've got one challenge that I wanted to issue. No, I, I think uh, I'd love to hear your challenge. It's been enjoyable. Um, God's good. doing good it's things. Good. So It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. Not you, not you being here, but just this. It's this fun, process. right? So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's kind of fun. The part it's I'm not going to like is watching myself. I'm not going yeah, to watch I'm, myself. Yeah, you're not so. going to watch no. myself. I have to tell my wife to watch me and tell me how I did, and she's overly complimentary, which is which is good for my vanity. That's nice. All right. Yeah. yeah. Let's, hear your, let's hear your challenge. Well, we, be great to our, our, our Meadowview people know that I, I regularly give just a challenge at the end to some truth of Scripture, and so the challenge is to consider, spend some prayerful time considering, um, what are the things that this is unearthing in you? So what are the, what are the ugly things that you're seeing about yourself? I, one of our pastors locally just put some on Facebook earlier about um, just asking one of the Walmart employees like how they were doing, and she's just like, it's been rough, and almost broke down in tears because people yelling at her and just all of these crazy responses we're seeing from people right now. What are those ugly things you see in your life? Um, invite other people to answer that too because you're blind, I'm blind. So what do you, what, what does your spouse see? What do your friends see um, happening in you? Are you overly fearful? Are your priorities, you know, just floating around right now and need some stability. So we're locked in our houses together and you want us to ask each other, what's wrong with me? No better time. No right? better yeah. time. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> you got to have that conversation that your wife's been one to have for, for a long time. A long, long time. Yeah. And, and write those down. Confess them. Just like you said, 
pray prayer of repentance, and then open up the Word and study in those areas. If it's fear, look at scriptures that speak to fear and faith. The opposite, you know, what does it mean to put off, put on? If it's anger, look to those scriptures. It's a great time to evaluate your priorities. Am I being the husband that Christ calls me to be? Am I being the wife, the parent, the child? Wherever you find yourself in those roles, you have most of us the extra time right now to do that pick right. up a pick up another book but uh, if 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 you want to dig deeper but use God's word and and find some key verses that are going to help you this week to renew your mind about the anxieties and the things that are going on yeah and pray pray over those things invite other people to pray with you over those things to me, the, the Christian life following Jesus, because we have the Word and because we have the Spirit, it's not a complex process that we're called to, to live in. God does His good work in us when we you know, make the plows in the ground so that the, the grace can come. And so um, that's the challenge that I, I just wanted to issue to our folks. Spend significant time this week um, evaluating those things that you see this trial unearthing. Um, dig into the Word to learn more about them. Pray that God will give you the grace to, to grow in those areas. His goal, to make you more like Christ, James 1. Amen. Over and over again. You want to pray for us? Yeah. I would love that. Father, we are grateful to you because your hand is uh, not a hand that is absent from our lives. Um, your hand is not grown smaller that it can't save, but your hand is also just so perfectly tuned to our needs, that hand that throughout the stars is able to reach down and recalibrate our lives our values, our fears, our hopes, our trusts. Lord, you're able to do that in your goodness, and you do it um, because you love us, which is still an incredible thought, that you loved us so much you sent your Son into the world. And when we think about this particular trial that you've sent it into the world, we can never reckon that you are evil or in any way lacking in goodness because we have seen your overwhelming goodness that before that you gave us your most precious son not just to to live among us but to die for us and to atone for our sins so our faith is deeper than our trials because your goodness is deeper than any evil that's in the world the darkness will not overcome the light of life that is jesus christ and today we put our hope and our trust in him and him alone we pray these things in his name. Amen. Amen.